Thanks everyone for joining another episode of Retailistic. We are very excited as we are preparing for the biggest show of the year. And honestly, it may end up being the biggest show of our lives as uh, we're very honored to be joined today by Steve Koenig, who really is a luminary in all things at CS. And you know, one of the people that we look to really help us not only spend our time well, but also to think about how we may look ahead to 2024 and beyond. And honestly, to really think about what is new, where should we be spending our our physical time, our intellectual time, and, and everything ahead. So Steve, thank you so much for joining us, especially as AI is, is all a flutter right now. How, you know, first of all, where are you? What are you thinking about? And what's new for the show this year? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, uh, glad to be with you, Deborah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> definitely focused on CES. And uh, CES is is much about uh, AI, probably the most omnipresent trend, uh, I think, for CES 2024. And, you know, last year, the whole, whole year long, there was just this rising dialogue and, and some may even say hype around generative AI. And certainly, Gen AI is going to be part of the CES narrative, and there are a lot of brands going to be talking about how they're incorporating that or or publishing that in, in a way of like AI as a service. Uh, if you, you think about uh, these emerging services that employ Gen AI, but uh, more, I think it's important to recognize we're going to see AI uh, in all of its various dimensions, like computer vision thinking about vehicles and sensors and, and intelligence, making sense of the data coming through those sensors so a car can perceive its environment. A natural language processing, another dimension of AI that's really important, thinking about voice control, so forth, uh, robotic process automation, which may or may not involve physical robots. Uh, oftentimes it does, certainly when we think about manufacturing. Uh, but you know, beyond this, uh, also AI chips, uh, which are now coming into PCs, and there's a lot of innovation in the semiconductor sector to to dedicate, uh, well, have dedicated chips uh, for for AI. So all of all of these things are going to be in play at CES, and it's going to be this just everywhere you go around the show floor, you're going to be hearing about AI. Yeah, it was interesting. We were talking to one of the tech companies, and they took a big step back and looked at it as like almost like the new operating system. And, you know, going back to, right, it's, it's, it's just kind of how we do business going forward. And the, you know, they're like, you know, in a few years, right, we won't even talk about it. It's just like the technology. Where do you think we are on that continuum right now? Well, you know, I think uh, with, with AI chips coming in and just, just more and more uh, use uh, of, of AI, uh, I think we're at a real turning point uh, because uh, starting with AI chips and AI PCs, you know, we know that these are these are coming soon. A lot of the brands have been talking about this, and, and this is, uh, I think, in many ways, a turning point uh, in personal computing. Uh, we're, we're leveraging AI in so many different ways, but uh, it all adds up, I think, to just just more and more expanding use cases uh, and, and uses for AI, the democratization uh, of AI, uh, including generative AI. Maybe that's at the salient of a lot of this. Uh, but with, with AI chips coming into PCs, and we'll start to hear about this at CES, it's just another example of edge computing. 
uh, because we're putting so much in the cloud, you know, we need to shore it up at the edge. But uh, I think this op also as a turning point in personal computing and just what we're doing, it, it's opening up altogether new possibilities, uh, not just for software development, but for new tools for consumers and for business. And things like uh, Excel programming, you know, that could be a thing of the past. We can just, uh, we can just ask the computer uh, to, to take care of some kind of a task for us. And so maybe not Star Trek levels yet, but maybe soon. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's funny, like I, I think about, right, you know, as a Wall Street analyst, how much time I spent building macros and whatnot. And, you know, much exactly what you said around Excel. I mean, it, it really starts to change where we spend our time, how we spend our time. And, you know, we've been very focused on this kind of, um, you know, edge compute and how AI is, you know, the AI chips are changing that. Because not only from a PC perspective, but I think from a, a phone perspective, you know, so you'll be able to eventually, right, have that compute power, you know, much more portable and, and accessible. What yeah. that does in terms of our our jobs, right? Like our going back to like our professional and our personal interactions. And, you know, at a certain point, you know, right now it's, yes, we're all learning together, but when it starts to really augment, you know, how we utilize our, our time and how we plan our time and, and, and like starting to plan more for, for downtime, I, I, I will say, and I'm, you know, just going to throw it out there. I've, I've, I've thought a lot about how this, like, I very much focus on longevity. I've done a lot of work in like age, you know, age tech and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's how does this, is we're able to maybe as humans, we feel like we have more control or there's like a, going back to this idea of sensing, right? So there, there are sensors that understand things maybe before we do. Does that start to take stress, right? Take our cortisol levels down and everything. Is, is there something that could be said, and I'm sure we'll learn a lot about this, you know, over the next week, how generative AI could actually extend our lives and also the quality of. That's an interesting perspective for sure. And uh, no doubt those those narratives will be at CES. I mean, just the, the applications are almost limitless, aren't they? Uh, and and we're, we're putting AI to use in, in almost uh, every conceivable way. And... Uh, We'll, we'll see that illustrated at CES because technology itself, I mean, thinking about AI, yes, but, but more broadly, technology is touching every industry, every economic sector, and that's illustrated uh, at, at CES. But, but yeah, coming back to, to AI and, and now we have these AI chips, which and we, we talked about AI powered PCs now, and then like you mentioned phones, certainly that we'll, we'll probably call it that for, for, a few years and and then it'll just become table stakes and we just call them PCs and, and smartphones uh, or mobile devices because <laughs> it'll just be baked in. But we need this extra processing much as we've needed GPUs to, to handle the, the graphics information for years and years. And PC gamers spend a lot of money on those things, but uh, it's all coming together. And yes, new tools, new capabilities, new innovations. And you've mentioned time. Uh, that's that's a, a big part of this is saving time, but but also uh, we're putting in a, AI into so many different things uh, tech wise just to to empower and, and enhance uh, new capabilities, uh, new conveniences. Uh, 
uh, for consumers uh, and just altogether uh, new ways to expand business opportunities uh, and just really level up, I think, society as a whole. So that's, I think, what it, all this adds up to when you get down to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. In a prior role I had where I worked in, you know, kind of creating like a, a digital design, right? We had to build rendering farms, right? Because we didn't have the compute power. So it's something that, you know, I've, I've experienced very, very close to home, if you will. And so, you know, as, as we as we think about kind of the, the diversity and, you know, I think about my, my background and, you know, kind of, you know, design from a, a fashion perspective and what that meant for a lot of the retailers, there, there are a lot of, right. You've got L'Oreal this year, we've got Walmart and snap companies that are, I think, looking at AI in a very different way. As you think about, right. You know, somebody said to me, it's a consumer electronics show. I said, that's the title of it, but I said it's so much more than that. How do you think about the the impact of AI and actually maybe just like CS in general on the broader tech landscape? Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, today technology touches every conceivable industry and sector right across the, the global economy. And, and we see this uh, when we come to CES and, and you know, witness brands like L'Oreal. But, but also John Deere and Caterpillar uh, and so many others that years ago, we just really would not associate with technology so much and certainly not associate with CES. Like you said, consumer electronics uh, is really the, the genesis of that, but it's expanded so much. Uh, CES today with the exhibits in, in transportation and mobility in West Hall is one of the biggest uh, events of the year, largest events uh, for for the automotive industry. It's become a, a major waypoint on on their calendar as well. But I think interestingly, so many formerly adjacent sectors, uh, like beauty, with your example with with L'Oreal, you know, tech has really moved. I think pretty quickly in the past few years uh, from being inspirational to foundational, and. Brands are, are, again, across the economy, are, are leveraging uh, the, the power of technology, the power of AI uh, to develop uh, new products, new services to the delight of their customers. And it is wide ranging. I mean, this is from how products are developed and created uh, right through to how brands even connect with customers. And I think in L'Oreal's case, a lot of this has to do with, with personalization and customization. Like, okay, uh, years ago, I used to have to go to the store and kind of look at these different types of moisturizers. I, I have dry skin, but, but uh, I have to make my choice. Well, now using digital tools, uh, L'Oreal can, can help you, you know, analyze this and make recommendations and so forth. And, and you, you don't have to worry about this. So it is very interesting uh, to see so many different brands uh, from around the world, but just uh, really, again, across the economy, it's just astonishing. I mean, beauty tech, food tech, ad tech, yeah. uh, all these these sectors, uh, we just, years ago, we, we couldn't have imagined, but are now a, a big part of the show. Yeah, no, it's it's huge. And, and actually something you, you mentioned about as it relates to L'Oreal, started me thinking about right if if more of what we're purchasing is personalized and customized theoretically right we'll have lower returns which is a huge issue in retail and hence you know a lot of this technology is 
ultimately driving sustainability, maybe in a way we hadn't thought about. I remember seeing, you know, at CES a presentation by Samsung on like e-waste and thinking about right recycling a few years ago that was very impactful. And I know that a lot of us in the audience, it was a, a turning point for us in terms of how we thought about maybe even just personal responsibility and professional responsibility around, you know, recycling and, and ESG and whatnot. How do you think about specifically just sustainability and the potential impact that a lot of these new technologies will have? Yeah, well, here again, witness a, a very horizontal trend in sustainability, much like AI uh, at CES 2024. I think just about every brand uh, exhibiting is going to be talking about AI and they'll talk about sustainability as well. So again, a, a horizontal and multidimensional trend because sustainability can mean a lot of different things. And we'll hear a lot of different stories uh, at CES as it relates to that. I mean, it could be reducing emissions and reducing their carbon footprint, uh, using renewable energy uh, or recycled materials uh, in the production of a given product, or even like less packaging uh, for, for retail shelves, uh, just cutting back on, on the amount of packaging that they're, they're using. Uh, or even uh, thinking about on-time deliver or, or same-day delivery and, and things, uh, maybe using uh, electric vehicles uh, or for, for delivery or in design using digital twins. So again, I think a lot of the innovation that we'll see at the show is is created and engendered with sustainability in mind. And this, again, could be like for cleaner air or water or renewable energy. But why is all this happening? Well, you, you touched on this is that because consumers and customers, many of them care about these things and they want to be affiliated and, and patronize brands that, that share their interests. So it all adds up to, I think, uh, the, to the benefit of the planet uh, and, and humanity as a, as a global society. Uh, so uh, sustainability is going to be a, a big, big talking point at the show. And uh, again, this is going to be across across all these different sectors. Uh, in addition to AI, that's going to be a big talking point. So, you know, as what advice do you give to people who are coming to see us, either, you know, those who are alumni of many years for this year, where you know, there, there is hardware, but it feels like there's more of a focus on, you know, software and AI, how should they think about allocating their time? And, you know, there, because it, it, <clears throat> I would say it's increasingly overwhelming because there, there are, right, it's spread out right from a physicality perspective, but also the, the topics, right? Because in my opinion, right, AI is like a new operating system. So your, your expansion and there's only so many days. How, I mean, you can plan ahead, but you know, we, we tried to take a stab at this. It was not easy to do. <laughs> well, happily uh, <clears throat> at CES.tech, uh, after you've registered for CES, we have a number of online tools that you can use to, to plan uh, your, your time at the show. Uh, we have a tool called Map Your Show. So if there's specific brands you're trying to locate and find and kind of plan your day, I think, I think it's generally helpful to your point that we're going to have over 4,000 exhibitors. 
So it's, it's a good idea to, I think, pick your battles and say, okay, I'm going to be at the Venetian Expo uh, on this day. And uh, I'll, I'll check out the exhibits there and the brands I want to see and the technologies thereof, and then maybe spend some time at Eureka Park. And then the next day, I'll head over to West Hall and I'll, I'll spend my day there. So it, because we all know that, that it's, it's, the traffic is horrible around, around Vegas uh, during CES. It's hard to get around. So I think it's, it's good to pick, pick where you're going to be and, and kind of stick with that. But uh, coming back to, to hardware and yeah, in terms of, you know, not, not moving kind of back and forth and kind of having things mapped out. I think Mac makes a lot of sense and, and going back to the hardware side of things. Yes. Um, the hardware certainly, and I think that's going to continue to, to be the backbone, if you like, of, of CES. But what's true, Deborah, is that a long time ago, I think CES shed uh, the mantle of just a gadget show. Uh, and it, it's so much more than that. And uh, there's, uh, in recent years and, and even over the past decade and, and change, there's been a rising tide of, of software services and, and content. You know, we have C-Space uh, at, the, at the show, also known as Tech South. This is over at the Aria, which C for content, all about advertising, media, uh, content, entertainment, these things. So it, its own its own uh, space uh, at, at CES, C space, but uh, yeah, there there's a lot uh, to see, and it's today more when you're covering CES, it's it's not just hardware, uh, but rather a mix of hardware, software, services, touching on con ta- content. Uh, Netflix is going to be on on the show floor over in Central Hall, so. Uh, this is reflective of the consumer experience, however, because you know in our in our research at CTA uh, we produce industry forecasts that include for hardware but also for software and services. And interestingly enough, uh, pre-pandemic in in 2019, about 25 cents of every consumer dollar spent on technology was related to services, uh, but now that's increased to almost one third. Uh, of, of the tech wallet is devoted to spending on, on services uh, in particular. And hardware is just really the, the means at which we connect with services and services and content are what personalize things to us. So we, we may have the same TV and the same uh, smartphone or mobile device, but the apps and the content and services that we consume on those uh, make them uniquely ours. And so CES reflects this. And, and it's one of the things that's exciting is we'll see not only new products, but, but new services launched at the show as well. Yeah, it's interesting. We wrote a preview report and you know, we've been thinking about this for months, but you know, with the you know, kind of AI powered PCs and what that means for gaming, but also mm-hmm. in terms of what that may mean for, for healthcare and mental health, can you just kind of share some of your early thoughts there? Maybe maybe a little bit of a preview, if you will. <laughs> well, again, um, AI is going to be contributing, you know, really across the whole uh, spectrum uh, of different sectors or categories as it pertains to to tech. But yeah, just thinking about unlocking new capabilities, uh, I think in, in health, uh, this is this is an area of great interest because. 
everybody wants to, to stay healthy as long as possible. Uh, and if you're sick, you know, get better as quickly as possible. And uh, and AI and some of the new technologies that, that we're going to see at the show are going to help tremendously with that. But you mentioned mental health. And, and here again, I think there's tremendous opportunity for for innovation to come in and and help uh, with a with a particularly challenging area uh, that at least in in the past uh, and so I'm sure that we'll we'll hear about new advances but a lot of those exhibits uh, for listeners uh, will be over in North Hall where we have all the the digital health uh, exhibits at least most of them uh, curated. I remember CTA had some really interesting stats around gaming and just you know I, I think that there is this perception perhaps at times that, you know, there's, there's a certain age and, and whatnot, but what the data showed, right. Is that it's, and, and maybe this was pandemic driven, but it, it really is much more pervasive, I think, than people think. And, you know, as we think about it from a retailer perspective, right. This idea around like gamification. And so, right. If, if people are gaming in their spare time, right. And they're, they're changing how they think about rewards and loyalty and personalization. To me, it, it really does stem from like that foundation. And I, I feel, you know, CS is such a, I always learn, I would say it's almost exponential in the gaming sector, you know, kind of what does some of your research show and how do you think it, gaming itself is changing in the year ahead? Uh, well, great question, and you're you're exactly right. Our our consumer research uh, in 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 gaming has 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 shown uh, that uh, it, it is not just kind of a of a a small segment uh, or, or a passing fancy. But no, but it really, the vast majority of consumers uh, self-identify as gamers, and the the principal device for for gamers uh, tends to be the the mobile device. Plant that's where we see most of that, but uh, Inclusive of obviously, yes, your, your hardcore gamers that uh, have these exotic PCs uh, with multiple GPUs running, uh, but also, of course, console gaming. And I would say, you know, really right now in gaming, the, the cutting edge has to be around uh, VR and these just hyper immersive experiences. And what's cool at CES is that we're going to see what what's next in these kinds of experiences, but also... The, the accoutrements that go with this. So not only uh, are we in this immersive, immersed in this, this gaming environment, but with haptics uh, and other wearables, uh, we, we're, we're engaging other senses uh, as well. And so I think really uh, we're to invoke Star Trek once again, I think we're inching closer and closer and closer to, to the holodeck uh, with with some of these innovations and and, and gaming is just a, a, a hotbed of innovation for that. But but soon that will will branch out and and already brands have started to experiment with with these kind of virtual experiences uh, and representations of their products and so forth. But we have a we have an, a dedicated area here again for for gaming and XR in in Central Hall. Uh, and there's just going to be a lot of, of cool stuff there. XR, meaning you know, VR and AR. I mentioned haptics, uh, but a lot of other uh, gaming-related technologies with brands like Razer uh, will be part of the show. It's going to be cool and fun. I, I always feel like my cool factor goes up when I'm like in the Razer booth. 
that is, that is exactly. But but it is interesting, and maybe just concluding with this is over time, right? How I've seen that change on the show floor, and the opportunity for those attending to experience it, and and really helping people move their thought process forward faster from being on the show floor. And, you know, if there's too long of a line and you can't experience it, but at least seeing how people are, although I feel like they always, you know, are able to accommodate, you know, everyone who's interested. It's what's really interesting with CS is not only right, being able to engage with people from, well, from the vendor side, but also to have them help you understand it in a way you wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, I think that I just want to get to like the heart of what's so special about this event. And then, you know, sometimes, right. You know, someone will, I I had a trainer who one time said, you know, all right, I'm going to try and say it to you like a third way. And like, right. Sometimes somebody needs to say things in a way that's different. And what I find is so unique, right. Is people usually be around you and they're like, Oh, well maybe you think about it this way. But that, that, that physical interaction is so important because I think that, as executives, right, to be able to steer your organization and to apply resources in the direction that will have the best outcome, it's it's the magic of CES. I mean, it really it, it really is. Yeah, well, that's well said, and that's why we describe CES as the most powerful uh, tech event in the world, and. You're right. You do. You learn a lot about technology innovation, but you also uh, gain a wealth of perspective uh, on that innovation uh, through various keynotes. You know, we've got a lot of great keynotes uh, for CES 2024, all of our conference sessions. Uh, but yeah, just talking with colleagues and other associates across the industry. Did you see this? Here's what I thought about that. Uh, and, and just different applications that, that brands are talking about. And that these are novel and, and wow, okay, I wonder if that's going to stick or not. Uh, it's, it's a lot to, to think about, but we convene not only global innovators, but, but the greatest minds behind those innovations and, and the business leaders leading uh, companies uh, involved in tech and, and otherwise uh, forward. So uh, it's, it's a lot, uh, as you said, but fortunately, uh, we're nobody convenes the global tech sector like CES. So if there's there's one place where you can kind of get the download uh, on what's happening, uh, what's new, and and kind of what to make of this, uh, it's got to be CES. Yeah, I can I can agree with you. And I'll 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 leave you this thought. So many moons ago, and it all happened in the same year. It was about ten years ago. I met. Right. And all of us, none of us knew each other before we were there. And we have a group of like five of us now. And, and we literally will, will travel like, you know, it'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting in the second row, four seats over from, and, and, and it ends up being this amazing community. I come back to year after year after year. And so I'll, I'll encourage those of you who are listening to this, right. Find your community at CS because it's there. It may not be where you're looking. And these people have helped push me to be more than, if you will, and to ask questions that I might not have otherwise, because there is this, you know, kind of comfort zone of people you've got. And like every year we come together, we're like, oh my gosh, right? Because you're learning the pace 
at which you're learning things that are new, it's sometimes hard to digest while you're there, which is why everyone take great notes because you'll go back to those. <laughs> but I think that this opportunity to kind of find a group of people who you can reflect on after the event with about what you saw, because sometimes you'll be like, did I really see that? Did I, did I really hear that? Because so much of this, Steve, I think the content is king. And there's so much that we learn that really does change the industry. So, you know, thank, thanks for all that you do, because it, it really does have, you know, a, a huge impact. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to uh, say just, you know, one final thought on, you know, this, this year ahead and with AI at the forefront, how do you think, you know, business leaders who are attending CS and some of them for the first time, how should they kind of take it all in and think about what it means for their organizations? I, a very small little question for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess maybe the short answer is just be a sponge, you know, try to try to absorb as much as you can. Uh, but I would say also, uh, don't worry if it doesn't all click uh, just uh, just all at once, because I think many of us there's just so much to take in at CES, so many announcements, so many partnerships that debut new technologies, new services. It takes weeks, if not months, to just fully unpack uh, the show. But uh, it's important, very important to be there uh, and uh, to be part of the CES narrative and to capture uh, those events and experiences. And you'll be able to take that back and uh, talk with your teams uh, and uh, implement some of these things. Uh, that that we're going to see at the show and and the, and understand where tech innovation generally is headed and and certainly AI is at the salient and I think we'll walk away with with a better understanding a sense probably more questions certainly uh, but but we can figure that out and and probably at CES you can meet people that can help you with those questions because this is a business event uh, and the average CES attendee according to our research, uh, engages about 29 meetings uh, at the show, both planned and unplanned. And it's these, it's the serendipity uh, of CES and being there, part of the discussion, part of the narrative, learning new perspectives and about new technologies that I think foster and will engender growth. Uh, and you can take those back uh, to your organizations or, or even countries. Uh, if you're a, a, a foreign uh, minister, uh, a government official and so forth, which we have a lot of at CES. They come to CES to, to experience these things and, and take these insights back to their countries so that they can benefit. But uh, we look forward to hosting all of them and uh, wish everyone a great and successful CES. Very well said. That wraps up our journey through the, I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store, but through the anticipation and, and revelation so far for CES 2024, a massive thank you to Steve Koenig for discussing, you know, really your wealth of expertise and shedding light on the exciting developments we can expect, not only at CS, but in the tech world in general. And then to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope you found this preview valuable as we gear up for the event. Hope to see some of you there and uh, let Steve and I know if you will be there. Uh, make sure to stay connected with us for future episodes where we'll continue to unravel the mysteries of the tech universe. And be sure to check out our preview report on Coursite.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your fellow tech enthusiasts. Your support means the world to us. See you next week. 
Steve, thanks again for everything. This is just amazing. Thank you.